Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. At the end of 2023, Armstrong Auditorium here in Edmond, Oklahoma, will host its third Biblical Archaeology exhibit. This will come after an exhibit from 2012 to 2015, showcasing the seals of Jeremiah's captors discovered. These two Judean princes who persecuted the prophet Jeremiah and had him thrown in prison have now been verified by biblical archaeology. Two tiny clay seal impressions bearing the names of these two Judean princes were discovered back in 2005 and in 2008. The Hezekiah and Isaiah exhibit in 2018 and 2019 showcase this special king-prophet relationship. The Jewish king Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah worked together and God worked a miracle for them to save Jerusalem from 185,000 Assyrian soldiers that surrounded the city. These ancient artifacts, these tiny clay seal impressions, powerfully affirm the biblical record, and they certainly teach us a lot about doing God's work as well. It's some valuable history to go back and look at uh, our experience hosting these two previous biblical archaeology exhibits. That obviously shows why we are being trusted by the Israel Antiquities Authority to host our third exhibit. We have put on two quality exhibits in the past already. And so, of course, that governing body in Israel believes that we can do it right a third time too. This exhibit at the end of 2023 is going to showcase the time of King David, possibly the time of King David and King Solomon as well. And so that's really exciting. That's a big development. They actually reached out to us to try to make that happen. Last week on the show, I talked about the Hezekiah exhibit, the Isaiah and Hezekiah exhibit that we had several years ago. And today on the show, I want to talk about the Jeremiah exhibit and go through some of that history, the message of Jeremiah, the commission of Jeremiah, and how all of that has so much significance for us as we do God's work today. There's really a ton of great lessons to learn from Jeremiah and especially from his experiences and the message that he taught. This exhibit, the seals of Jeremiah's captors discovered, ran from 
January 2012 to October 2015 at Armstrong Auditorium here in Edmond, Oklahoma, on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College. This exhibit was sponsored by the Philadelphia Church of God and the Armstrong International Cultural Foundation. And 4,592 visitors came through in the nearly four years that we hosted this Jeremiah exhibit. That number does not include members of the PCG. There were thousands more church members that also visited the exhibit. But 4,592 visitors that showed up just to view the exhibit. And what I mean by that is we also, during that nearly four-year span from 2012 to 2015, had almost 30,000 concert goers passing through Armstrong Auditorium. So since the exhibit was in the lobby of the auditorium, probably it was viewed by tens of thousands of people. The 4,592 that showed up specifically to view the exhibit, plus the thousands of church members that also visited from all around the country just to see the exhibit, and then also perhaps tens of thousands of concert goers that stopped by and viewed the exhibit while they were in the building for a concert anyway. Potentially tens of thousands of people total checked out this powerfully informative exhibit. <clears throat> this exhibit featured two tiny clay seal impressions of two Jewish princes who were behind a plot to throw the prophet Jeremiah in a dungeon where Jeremiah almost drowned in the mire. This was a harrowing experience for Jeremiah. Thankfully, an Ethiopian eunuch named Ebed-Melech beseeched King Zedekiah and convinced Zedekiah to set Jeremiah free from the dungeon. And they lowered down some rotting clothing tied together as a rope into the dungeon so that Jeremiah could grab hold and be lifted out of the dungeon just in time, just before he would have drowned. And all of that valuable history and that exciting story is found in Jeremiah chapter 38 in your Bible. So Jeremiah really faced death and hard persecution to deliver God's message. Back when we hosted this exhibit from 2012 to 2015, the exhibit obviously showcased these two tiny clay seal impressions with the names of these two princes, Jehu Call and Gedaliah, stamped on the, the clay seals. But then there were also dozens of artifacts from the first temple period. This exhibit covered the years of history of ancient Israel from approximately 1200 to 500 BC, specifically 
the rise of the kingdom under King Solomon, and then the split of Israel into two kingdoms, Israel and Judah, and then finally the collapse of each kingdom. A lot happened in those seven centuries from 1200 to 500 BC. Each kingdom was taken into captivity about a hundred years apart from each other. Jeremiah delivered a very controversial warning before being thrown in the dungeon, especially, but even after that, and that's why he was persecuted. The prophet Jeremiah warned the Jewish king Zedekiah to surrender Jerusalem to Babylon. He told the king to surrender. And of course, the king did not want to do that. Notice Jeremiah 38 verses 17 and 18. Then said Jeremiah unto Hezekiah, thus says the eternal, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, if you will assuredly go forth unto the king of Babylon's princes, then your soul shall live. And this city shall not be burned with fire, and you shall live, and your house. But if you will not go forth to the king of Babylon's princes, then shall this city be given into the hand of the Chaldeans, and they shall burn it with fire, and you shall not escape out of their hand. God's warning through Jeremiah could not have been any more clear. In the March-April 2023 issue of Royal Vision, a free Christian living magazine produced by the Philadelphia church of God, which you can get a free subscription to at the trumpet.com. Mr. Gerald flurry wrote an article titled keep the lamp burning. And in this article, he talked about Jeremiah and our Jeremiah exhibit again from 2012 to 2015. And Here's what Mr. Fleury wrote. How these little seals corroborate that history. They are tangible proof that Jeremiah really did live. They tell you that Jeremiah was trying to get this word out, but men wanted to kill that message. So they imprisoned him and tried to kill him. And finally, I'll just read one more quote from Mr. Flurry. The Jeremiah example highlights the strongest warning we must deliver to Israel. The strongest warning we must deliver to Israel. Now you can request a free copy of the United States and Britain in prophecy at the trumpet.com and prove that the nations of Israel in this end time include America and Britain, the Jewish nation in the Middle East that is called Israel today, but really probably should be called Judah. You also have Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and other nations too. But primarily America and Britain comprise modern Israel and so when the Bible talks about Israel, it's mainly usually talking about America and Britain. 
And these nations are very much in trouble today. They weren't just in trouble (laughs) back thousands of years ago before they went into captivity. They are in trouble again. History repeats itself. History becomes prophecy. And the nations of Israel today must receive a strong warning. The same warning that Jeremiah delivered anciently. Mr. Flurry wrote a book titled Jeremiah and the Greatest Vision in the Bible. You can get a free copy at thetrumpet.com. And chapter one is titled Jeremiah's Commission. The prophet Jeremiah had a very important job to do related to King David's throne. And he also understood the greatest vision in the Bible, like the title of Mr. Flurry's book states. So there's a lot in Jeremiah's message, a lot of depth, a lot of inspiration that we can take away. Jeremiah's commission, as it says in Jeremiah chapter one, uh, was very important. It had to do with transferring the throne of David out of Jerusalem and eventually over to Ireland. And we can prove that to you. Again, something else that is very controversial. A lot of people disagree that Jeremiah took the throne to Ireland. But you can look into history and you can prove that. You can trace where that throne went. Jeremiah 1 verses 4 through 5 say, Then the word of the Eternal came unto me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. What an important mission Jeremiah had. So important that God chose him while he was still growing and developing in his mother's womb. As I mentioned on an, on another episode of this show not long ago, John the Baptist and Jesus Christ were also chosen in the womb for a special purpose. And Jeremiah was the third person we've ever known of who was chosen in the womb. That makes his job extremely important and his life and his his message extremely important for us to learn from. Page five of Jeremiah and the greatest vision in the Bible, Mr. Flurry writes, it's one thing for God to call a man to do a job. It's quite another thing to choose him from the womb. Then God revealed a major message to him. That message is the greatest, most inspiring vision in the Bible. The key of David. Revelation 3 verses 7 through 8. The key of David. Mr. Flurry's television program is also titled The Key of David. And it has to do with the God family vision. It has to do with God's plan for all mankind and God's plan for the entire universe. It really is 
a vision that encompasses everything. Now, Jeremiah, even though God explained to him that he was chosen in the womb, still had a lot of excuses. Jeremiah 1 verse 6, Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. (laughs) And he probably was. He probably was just an older teenager at this time. God was presenting Jeremiah with a controversial message that he would have to deliver, even in the face of hard persecution. And Jeremiah's excuse was that he was too young to do this. Again, on page five, Mr. Fleury writes, God calls us to do a very difficult work. People respond by saying they are too young, too old, not eloquent, or they have some other pathetic excuse. God has an answer for such excuses. Jeremiah 1 verse 7, But the Eternal said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for you shall go to all that I shall send you, and whatsoever I command you, you shall speak. We practically don't have a choice. (laughs) When we know the truth, it is now our responsibility to teach it. That was true of Jeremiah, and it's also true of of us doing God's work and supporting God's man today. No excuses. We have to get out and do the work and deliver the message. The modern nations of Israel are in grave danger, just like they were anciently, just like they went into captivity anciently. It's going to happen again in this end time, and they need to know this. Page six, there are numerous obstacles to delivering God's message. And yet God says, don't be afraid. I'm on your side. That's what God continues to explain to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter one. I'm with you. I'm behind you. I'm helping, helping you and giving you power. There really is nothing to fear. Jeremiah 1 verse 9. Then the Eternal put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Eternal said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Mr. Fleury writes on page 7 of the Jeremiah booklet, God expects his spokesman to speak those words. God's people are fully expected to support those revealed and spoken words. God reminded Jeremiah, and he reminds his people today, who is the source of these words. So when we receive them, we must support a work that speaks these words to the world. We have been ordained by God to do so. We have to support God's work as it delivers his message. 2 Peter 1 verse 21, Mr. Flurry references that verse that says that men of God speak as moved by the Holy Spirit. And Mr. Flurry comments on that, only God's Spirit can motivate us to do God's work. 
And there in Jeremiah 1 verse 10, God reveals Jeremiah's commission. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. God continues to teach us more about this commission, a commission that continues to this day. It far outlived Jeremiah. Jeremiah transferred the throne to Ireland, but it has moved around since then, and you need to know where it is today. You should definitely request a copy of Mr. Flurry's free book, The New Throne of David, at thetrumpet.com. Again, a controversial message telling you where God's throne is today, where David's throne is today. But the message is true, and you can prove it. Mr. Flurry on page 12 of the Jeremiah booklet talks about God asking Jeremiah, what do you see? Well, Jeremiah actually was able to see what God saw. Jeremiah had the vision of his commission in Jeremiah 1 verse 10, and so God could continue revealing more to him. He could reveal to Jeremiah about the threat of Assyria. Modern day, that is Germany. And they are going to cause great suffering for America and Britain and the Jewish nation very soon. And we have to warn about that. God showed Jeremiah a lot about his own responsibility and what the future would bring. And God just told Jeremiah, be a man and speak. If you don't speak, I'll make you dumb. Jeremiah 1 verse 17. God threatened to break Jeremiah in pieces, essentially. That's what it means. Lest I confound you before them. That's what, that was God's threat to Jeremiah. You speak my message, lest I confound you before them. Lest I break you in pieces. Page 13 of the Jeremiah booklet. If God gives us a job, we had better do it. Or God will break us in pieces. Doing the job, we will face fearful situations. But if we run like Jonah, we will face a greater fear, God's wrath. So, it's just a matter of realizing which one we'd rather face. The wrath of humans or the wrath of God. It should be a pretty simple decision. There's really just so much incredible vision in this Jeremiah booklet by Mr. Flurry. You really need to get yourself a free copy at thetrumpet.com. I'll make sure to put all these references that I've used today in the show notes. There is so much we can learn from the story of Jeremiah, his commission, his life's work, his message. And we were honored to host an exhibit about Jeremiah from 2012 to 2015 right here in the middle of Oklahoma, importing artifacts from the Holy Land to the middle 
of flyover country in America, almost 5,000 miles away. What an incredible work to be a part of. And what a message we can learn. What a lesson we can learn from Jeremiah. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time 